Welcome to Messy Buns Podcast. This is Elise. And this is Mary. And today we're going to be following up from our last episode on sex to talk about what real love looks like from a discerning marriage point of view to a living out that sacrament. Let's dance it out. Live it out. I love it. You sound, uh, you sound like really weird. What's going on? I know, on? you sound kind of weird too. <laughs> so um, we'll just explain. Mary is actually a uh, call-in today <laughs> to our podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Special call-in. Yes, uh, which we might be doing this for the next couple podcasts. Um, but yeah, she's being so sweet. And um, we are going to visit Will's grandma who is is like me has immune issue problems because she's dealing with cancer right now. So, and Mary had the flu. So we're just being very careful. <laughs> so as to not bring any germy germs to her. So um, anyway, so yeah, um, I hear so that, that explains the phone call. Yeah, that explains the, the weirdness. Of it's the phone so weird. Call. I feel so naked without like seeing you right in front of my face. <laughs> That's maybe a weird analogy to use that I feel naked, but like, you know, the, so like the, the mental version of naked. Oh, well, you know? and you're also like just on a phone call too. <laughs> like you're not right. on a mic or anything. So it's right, like, it's so weird. For me, it's a little bit more normal just because I'm on the mic, but like you're yeah. still on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, anyway. Anyway, so talk to me. Yeah. I hear you have a fun story to tell I me. I do. I have this funny, um, okay, this funny thing happened a few days ago. Wait, it was actually Valentine's Day. Yes. So, um, I forgot. I gave Bella a bath once she got up from her nap, and I forgot to put her underwear on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I got her dressed. We had planned to celebrate Valentine's Day, like the three of us, like a nice little family thing. We just went to Chick-fil-A because she loves Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And it was just a nice little fun night with all of us, like both of my Valentines, you know? And um, we went there and... So I took her to the bathroom and she used the bathroom and then I took her off. I was like, okay, pull up your panties and pull up your pants. <laughs> and she's like trying to do this. No. And she's like, Where are my panties? <laughs> but like, you know, like a kid who doesn't understand. Like yeah. she's just like legitimately like, but where are my panties? <laughs> She's like sassing you. So Mom. I'm in the bathroom with her and I was like, I just start busting out laughing because like, at myself because clearly I'm the reason she has no right, panties. Right, right, right. And I'm just like, <laughs> la- whoever was in the bathroom is just like hearing this happen. Like, like, what the I heck stop is laughing. going on? And so I'm like, I have to stop laughing and be like, I'm sorry, Bella. It's my fault. She was like, I have no panties. She's like, she said it again. <laughs> she's just staring like, at me. So matter of a fact, too. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, there are no panties. Oh, oh my gosh. So he pulled up. But, uh, oh, gosh, I got a good laugh. And I was like, I'm so sorry about this. My fall pulled up her like jeans. And <laughs> she's luckily, like, luckily, there were no accidents. <laughs> Threw those in the uh, dirty clothes. I got back. And she was like, "Mom, I feel uncomfortable." 
Right. It's it's so funny just with kids and just it's just like it it, it she didn't laugh because she didn't understand. Yeah, you know? she was like she didn't understand why this was so funny to you. So she's probably oh, even man. more like, What the heck, mom? Yeah, she's like, Why are you laughing that I don't have how many times can I say panties? That's a know. good question. All right, I'm know. done with it. <laughs> anyway, okay. So um what a good follow up today that we can before we talked about like sex and just kind of about how difficult just I love it. It was just like a down-to-earth, honest conversation about how hard it is to abstain. Like, whether whether you're, like, not married yet or even during marriage, there right, are times right. when God calls us to abstain. Um, so, like, obviously, sex and love are very much related. And so, I would just love to talk a little bit about, like, what authentic love is, what is real love, especially when it comes to discerning marriage and Am I marrying the right person? Um, do I know who I'm marrying? And right. then, obviously, once we get into marriage, how uh, that just grows and blossoms. And what does it really mean to continue, continuously love our spouse? Right, uh, right. How does that sound? That sounds fantastic to me. All right. So I guess I also have another funny story kind of about Chris and I's first date. Uh, we went to mass together and um, he, <laughs> I don't know, if, maybe he doesn't want me to tell the story, but um, it was, it was funny. I mean, he had his shirt on inside out. He had, I don't even know how to describe it, but um, anyway, so he had his shirt inside out, which was cute. Uh, it was, it meant it was served a good, us a good laugh, you know. And then we just happened to see one of his friends at church. And then afterwards, he went and introduced me to his friend, but he introduced me as Megan. And so, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Megan. And, uh, I, you know, you don't want to embarrass somebody, but right, anyway, right. it was just kind of funny. We still laugh about it. We're still friends with that person, so we can all just laugh about it together now. Oh my but, gosh, that's hilarious. Um, Hi. We had a Did they of, know? Yeah. Oh, obviously they didn't know you because he was introducing you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I mean, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun as we were dating. At least you know that, like you and Chris are very much alike, <laughs> and he likes to party. You know, he likes to uh, go out and like dance and and have a lot of fun. I mean, I like to have fun too. Don't get me wrong, but um, and I like to dance. But he's just like, it's like a different he level. Like like really he's a likes to. He like yeah. really, yeah. Um, but still, we got to have a lot of fun. We went to a lot of like, we went to like galas and Christmas parties, like for his work. And we got to get dressed up. And we had like, we had a lot of good times. We went to movies a lot and stuff. But really, what is most memorable for me throughout our relationship um, is is when we were together for about seven months or so was when I was finally diagnosed with endometriosis, which was like I had been experiencing this, this symptoms undiagnosed for about 12 years at that right, point. Right. So it was kind of a big deal to finally be diagnosed. And, um, but I was, I was his new girlfriend, relatively new girlfriend, you know? And yeah. so it was a little bit, I don't know if weird is the right word, but, um, you know, we obviously had to have this, have this conversation and I was learning as he was though, cause I had never heard of endometriosis, but a risk factor for that is infertility. 
And we both wanted to have children for sure. Like he has a big family, um, already had like 10 or 11 nieces and nephews. And uh, just very much like that was a desire of his heart, just like it was mine. And something I think that was paramount in our relationship was that moment when, when I found out, obviously we had the discussion, I had to have the surgery, but it was never a question that it, like that was never going to interfere with our discernment of marriage. And, and after that, um, he was fully present and supportive over that first surgery. And then, you know, we had to plan another surgery out of town for several months after that, all before we got married. Um, but he never, he never made me feel like, like I was bad or like there was something wrong with me. Like, and so that I was confident that, that he was, he was choosing me. Like he was loving me and who, who I am versus what I have to offer him, which is kind of a weird analogy to sex, even though like it's the opposite, like it's not a fun, uh, part like side effect, like sex has those fun side effects, but you can choose to marry a person for the wrong reasons, right. you know? Um, and so just the way that he, he suffered with me and like suffered well with me yeah. showed me so much um, about, about who he was really. And assured me that he was choosing me for who I am again, not, not for something that I have to offer him, which right. I think that that's something that a lot of people can confuse with love. You talked a lot about, um, or you, when we were discussing this before about like movies and stuff, like, do you want to talk a little bit about that, about how that has affected our ability to know a person? Absolutely. And it's funny as we're talking, you know, I had uh, talked about the fact that, um, we had some really tumultuous dating times and like, as you're talking, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize like the, like in a different way, like we had uh-huh. very similar things. So like I grew up um, experiencing a lot of trauma. Um, and so uh-huh. throughout our dating years, it was very tumultuous um, because I was actually working through all of that trauma. And so uh-huh. um, I had come out of a relationship where a guy really broke my heart and he was there right in the midst. So it's funny, like when you found out about your endometriosis, for me, it was I found about out about my sexual abuse. And so this guy I had been dating was like, I'll be here for you. I'll, you know, I'll weather this with you. Like, I will never leave you kind of thing, which he was writing checks, he, you know, couldn't cash like. And Uh, so he broke up with me. And one of the things that he said was, you're dealing with things that I'm not ready to handle, you know? Um, Yeah. (laughs) And it was devastating because I had, uh, I had, he was in part of this like really vulnerable part of my life. Like this is something I found out that was very traumatic and, you know, was very hard for me to deal with. And, um, what's crazy was this week. It's so funny. Like now that I'm like talking to you about all this, um, Mm -hmm. because I was thinking about what we were going to talk about and all that. And, um, there's this picture actually of him and will, and he's sitting down and will is standing up and, um, it's like this very significant picture for me because uh-huh. it was like uh, I found this picture and it was like the Lord telling me like, this was not the man for you. This mm. was the man for you. And it was so right. funny because we've talked about this and we've talked about, you know, um, just 
everything over the years, right? And Will has yeah. always, like, through all of that trauma, like, he could have walked away from me so many times because it was yeah. very intense for the age that he was at. But yet he stood by my side. And there was times where I would be like, I don't understand, like, why why do you love me? And he was like, because this isn't you and I see who you really are. And, um, oh, yeah. yeah, well, and I think that that is so... Like, talk about, um, let's talk about, you know, love stories and all this other bull crap that the, right. the that goes on. Like, this is real love. Like, when someone can see past your woundedness and be like, I see the person that you are and I'm here for the long haul. Like, you can't even see this person. You know, like, I couldn't see that person at the time. Like, I felt lost. I felt completely out of control. I felt... So many different things, you know, and here is this person that I truly believe when God wants, like, (laughs) once, like when God has a spouse for you, and when you have, you know, whether it's a friend, a spouse or whatever, they can see who you really are, even when you can't, you know, and I think that that's a grace, a grace of um, a sacrament, you know, like knowing that this is going to be the man for you or the woman for you, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and even in friendship, you know, Um, and I've seen it even in a professional sense when um, my pastor could see past my red hair and my tattoos and hired me as a youth minister, like that was a grace of God for him. Like he, he, he literally said like the Holy Spirit kept bugging me about you. And I really think that that's, <laughs> yeah. Like I, he that's like, wouldn't, yeah, he, he was like, he wouldn't let it go. You know? So, but my point being in all this is that, um, you know, like if it's meant to be, you know, the Lord will give the person the graces to handle whatever it is, you know, whether it's infertility, yeah. trauma, anything, you know? And so the yeah. problem with, regular media or not even media but like regular society in the disney movies and the love stories is it's all based off of this what can you give me you know what i mean and it's mm-hmm. it's well and it's just this like selfish like what do i get what do i get what do i get you know right. um it's very superficial it's all about these like you know it's always like, what has he done for me? What flowers, what ring, what this, what ro- big yeah. romantic gesture, you know? But like, yeah. does he really know you? Does he really like in the midst of the throngs of this passion? Like we all know anybody who has been in a long-term relationship that the honeymoon phase does not last. And that's actually mm-hmm. when the real love starts. And all mm-hmm. they show in these movies typically is the honeymoon phase. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Yeah, I, and let's not go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was gonna say let's not forget specifically to uh magazines oh, and social media mm-hmm. and like the magazine social medias and then like store advertisements. Even those things, like they're trying to catch our attention with those things that are short term. Oh, yeah. You well, know? I mean, like you look at like, you know, there was like a big thing on like engagement, like how somebody in- gets engaged. Right. And there's like all yeah. these videos of these people and they're doing like flash mobs and this and that. And it's like yeah. it gets to the point where like and I've even caught myself like when I was younger being like, oh, well, mine wasn't like that. Like and it's like, right. wait, hold Comparing up, girl. Yourself. You know, what I mean, yeah, like they get you to like compare these stupid ass things pardon my language but seriously um 
that have no significance. You know what I mean? Like talking about like a man like Chris who desires children and like never once is like, well, I don't know, maybe I need to think about this. Like he loved you and accepted you and was like, I accept you no matter what, you know, like no matter what, because I want you, you know? And that's something that like Will and I, of course, have experienced as well. And like, especially like, you know, um, we're still discerning and trying to figure out if we can even try again. And and his Uh big thing is like, Elise, like, I want you more than I want a baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And like to be loved that much, you know? Um, and he desires children with all of his heart, like, but for him to be like, wait, no, like, I would rather have you than have a child, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think it's weird, because I remember thinking, like, how much, like, at the time when this was unfolding, we don't realize how much we deserve. Yeah. And I remember almost, like, feeling the need to question him and give him a way out almost. Yeah. You know, like we we don't know our worth and what we deserve. And that's why we're having this conversation. Like, absolutely. No, you do deserve a man who will choose you for you, regardless of those other things. And I want to say, too, like, just because a couple may not work out doesn't mean a person is bad. Like, like, it's just like, let's make sure we're focusing on the right thing. Like, right. He didn't stay with the it wasn't just that it's just that like an individual needs to be able to distinguish like am I choosing this person for the right reasons am I even looking like what are what are my standards you know right, am I right. even looking for the right things in a, in a future uh, a partner for marriage or a future spouse is what I'm trying to say well and I think um the funny thing is is like here you know you guys kind of had a very um movie-esque in a sense dating time like where you guys went out and did Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff like Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. the way he proposed like all those things like you had that very romantic kind of dating years and just goes to show like that's important but but like what was even more important was what you shared you know what I mean well that's what my point is is that we go into like looking for a husband like we we dream of the the wedding not so much the marriage right right. you know we we just want a husband who will do all these you know, wonderful things for us and will buy us these sweet, beautiful gifts. And right. But really, like, maybe the meaningful gifts are actually more touching. You know, what right. about how he loves you when it's hard, when you're right. at your lowest? And right. I think it's just shifting our focus to not forget about, like, that's a very important part of, of being a spouse of, of actual love. Well, and just it, as much as the other part is. Exactly. Well, and, and the thing that I had to learn, and I feel like, and this is part of society is, you know, even more so than what is he doing for me? Do I desire to sacrifice for him? You know, like, because that's actually what it's really about is like, Mm -hmm. you are, you're saying with your, your body, mind and soul, when you go into this sacrament of marriage, like, I will die on the cross for you. You know, like I will give up my life for you. And so if you are constantly like, well, what has he done for me? What is he doing for me? Well, what are you doing for him? You know what I mean? Like, how are you loving him? Like, do you desire to take care of him for the rest of your life? Like, like if you already are having a hard time, like making him soup or taking care of him when he's sick, like (laughs) good luck, sweetheart. You know what I mean? Like, because like, that's the thing is like, it, it shouldn't be about what this other person does for us, you know? 
like, yes, you're going to look for all these qualities. Obviously, you want to know that he's going to love you. You want to know that he he desires to sacrifice for you just as much. But do you desire to sacrifice for him? You know, yeah. um, and I think we really need to take a look at that. And that's where, um, you know, I love and I've told you about the love dare um, from mm-hmm. the movie Fireproof, which is a super cheesy movie, but it's actually really good <laughs> as well. Um, but the whole thing is about. Um, you know, this couple who has lost, you know, that honeymoon phase and are yeah. are pretty much just like angry at each other. And they've lost their communication. They've lost like real love because they're so well, he's so focused really on himself. And then she kind of does the same thing. And so what his dad challenges him to do is to do this, this love dare. And each day he's got a challenge of something that he has to do for her. And in the beginning, he's doing it just for his dad, you know, because he's like, I'll do it just because my dad said so. But basically almost to like prove him wrong, like we're already out of this, but I'll just do it because you're my dad. And as he does it, as he continues to love her and sacrifice for her he begins to actually see how horrible he's been and begins to fall in love with her and she doesn't respond right away in fact she actually mm-hmm. rejects him most of the time when he does these acts of love mm-hmm. but through it by virtue of him actually like sacrificing and actually loving her for for the first mm-hmm. time in a long time he's falling more in love with her even in spite of her rejection you know and it just goes That's to show crazy. how we are created that we were created to love and yes we were created to be loved as well but we were created to love to give love and that in that giving in that sacrifice is where we find true joy it's not necessarily in the receiving you know so um i just found that so powerful and so then i did that for lent one year i did uh the love dare and i didn't tell william and it changed my marriage like I realized how selfish I was being and how like I was like focused on all the negative things instead of like realizing that there were so many positive things that I wasn't even aware of, you know, because I was so like, what is he not doing for me? You know, Um, and and I think that like our marriage would have fallen apart if if I had not had that realization, you know, and it's something that I'm very passionate about telling younger couples about and even friends because i'm like this is this is the key like focus it on him you know so amazing that it's through the sincere gift of self that we find ourselves that we learn how to love and that god draws us closer together it's counterintuitive to what society tells us right right you know but but we learned this as well in our marriage prep notes is that like when um you're in a period of disillusionment within marriage, you know, again, culture tell this is where couples spiral into divorce so easily because they're because they're, they're looking at the relationship and seeing what their spouse is not giving them. Yes. What am I not receiving? What can you do? But you're not good enough for me. What is that old girlfriend or boyfriend doing? Like, this is not working out when in reality, and they say this in the notes is the, the way to get out of that, that downward spiral is to choose to love the spouse, to continue to choose. That's exactly what you did. You were giving yourself to him in that moment. That's what the love there about kind of kind of initiates that process. Yeah, and that it says it can take days to weeks. It could take months to get out of that disillusionment. Right. But it's that choosing to love when we don't feel like it. Right, and that's and any time <laughs> that's that's it exactly, right there. That's the key word. Is that feeling? We have to make it a choice, or it's not love. So, 
it's that choice to do something that is often hard, but just put, put our spouse before ourselves that gets us out of that. And then they say the feelings, the good feelings follow the choice. Right. At some point. Isn't and that it's just like, powerful? if every couple understood this before <laughs> right. they got married and then had the, the reminders <laughs> once we are married. Right. right. Um, I mean, so it's... many fewer divorces, I think, would happen. Well, yeah, because the funny thing is they, you know, not funny. It isn't funny at all, actually. But like, like you're <laughs> no. saying, like they choose themselves and we've all done it. We've all been there. Yeah, we've yeah. all done that spiral. And it just makes it worse, you know, but it's so, like you said, counterintuitive to come outside of yourself in those moments when really you want to protect yourself and you don't want to be vulnerable, you know, and you don't want to give of yourself. But so it is, it's so counterintuitive to do that. And, and that's, what's so insane is how it's, it's such a, it's almost like miraculous, you know, because going through that process and watching my heart change and nothing was going on in Will, not that he was being bad or anything, but like he wasn't doing any of this, you know, I was and like, Mm. and the way that my heart transformed was just, it it was seriously nothing short of a miracle, you know? Mm. And, and it just showed me like so much of like exactly what you're saying. Like in those times, like, It's a chance for you to truly grow in love. And like, what are those times that we feel the most loved by even our friends is when when everything has fallen apart and they're still there. When like, it's so easy to be friends or so easy to love somebody when everything's going great. But when the tide is turned and you're not, sorry, I'm getting emotional about this. Like this has been like this past year for me is like, you know, I've seen who my true friends are and I've seen the people that really, truly do love me and know me, you know, because it has been a year of complete, like, I haven't been able to do anything, you know, I'm not the fun, you know, girl that I normally am. And, but yet I have these friends who are awesome, who choose to still love me in that. And that's real love, you know? And that's the thing is like, if you don't experience, if all you experience is the good feelings, at at, at what point, as soon as those bad feelings come, are you just going to walk away from each other? You know? When, what did you promise each other in your vows? That's what you're promising, which a lot of people I think go into marriage, not realizing you're making promises. Right. It's not just a fun party. You're right. actually making promises. Do you intend to keep them? Right. And that's going to help you choose a spouse that you're not going to get divorced to later. You know, am right. I will? Am I willing to, to put in the effort that's required no matter what? Right. And the beauty of, I think, what we're talking about also is that, you know, something that has so much anxiety, causes so much anxiety and stress is when we feel a lack of control. We feel like things are happening that we have no say in. But what you're describing, that choice that we make, we have control over that. We don't have control over what our spouse does, but we have control over the decisions we make. Right. Exactly. So if we choose to make those decisions, we we have control over that. And it can actually change the heart of our spouse and draw us closer together. And that's how God has designed us, not to mention the graces, again, available in the sacrament are literally out of this world. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know, I know. know? Well, and it's so funny that you said that because that, like when I was talking to my old spiritual director about all of these things with Will, like um, he was, you know, and it's the same with my counselor, with our counselor, you know, that um, it was like, okay, you can't do anything. Like you, like you can't force him to change, you know? 
And the funny thing was, in the end, it was me who really needed to change. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it was my heart, you know, and that's like what you're saying is like, we get so focused on what this other person is is doing or not doing that we miss um hello like what are you doing or not doing you know what i mean like opportunity for growth and it's so hard to be introspective i mean it is hard to look at ourselves even when we're trying to look at ourselves so anytime we can just step ourselves just as you know just step outside of ourselves and make that choice to love somebody else i mean if you think about it think about when what like what it the effect that it has on you and your own heart when someone does something like that for you you know know. like whether it's a friend or a spouse it's like there are things that people do for me that I'm like wow I didn't deserve this I can't even see my own self doing that like it it makes you feel so loved it really changes you and how you treat that person so we've all experienced this you know to some extent and it helps us to understand why Right. Um, it can have this kind of impact on our own marriages. Right, right. Well, and something else I was thinking about was um, like, you know, as far as like discernment, which I, you know, we could go into a whole podcast on discerning marriage yeah. and, and discerning your vocation. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things that has kept William and I strong is the fact that we both are like divorce is not an option. You know, um, exactly. Like, because if you don't have somebody who like, I've never, ever questioned like that in our marriage. Like I've never, I have the security of knowing. And sometimes you take for granted that for granted, you know what I mean? Like, and you push each other too far, but like, like, I know that we're, we're both in it for the long haul. Like we've decided that, you know, and my heart breaks for those people who are in a marriage with a spouse who does not feel the same way. And so there's so many times that William and I could have divorced already. (laughs) Like, and it's so funny, like a lot of, you know, doing the ministries that we do, you know, a lot of kids look up to us and, you know, a lot of people will look up to us and I'm, and I'm always like, you know, we're not perfect. <laughs> like we, we right, fight right. a lot. Like we've had to, we fought in front of our kids. Well, not like legitimately fought, but we've had to go back yeah, and be like, yeah. guys, we're so sorry. We talked to each other that way. Like that is not okay. <laughs> you know, like. But that's beautiful. They need to see that. They need to see you're not perfect. I think that's what's so hard in youth ministry is that we all put, we kind of put ourselves off and up on this pedestal. Like yeah, we're perfect, no. <laughs> but it's so good for them to see like, yeah. no, we're not perfect. The, the key is not being perfect. The key is keeping, keeping on trying. Right. You know? Exactly. Well, and I think that, um, that's the thing is like to admit, and that's, you know, just this, what we've been doing so much in this podcast is like being like, listen, like we don't have it all figured out. Like we're struggling oh just as much. And like, there's times where our, I have wanted to divorce my husband, you know, and I know there's times yeah. he's wanted to divorce me, you know, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're going to keep going, you know, we're going to keep trying. And, um, and that's the beauty of being married to somebody who has has really taken their sacramental vows um, yeah, for real. Yeah, and for seriously, you know? Yeah, you, and you can know ahead of time. Like, it's kind of an easy litmus test if you know that your spouse is open to divorce or your future spouse, I mean. Like, that, that says something to you. I think because if you if that's always in the back of your mind, it'll change the way that you act. Oh my like gosh, it'll yeah. change the way that you treat yourself, the way that you argue, the the thoughts in your mind. Like that mm-hmm. has an impact, whether you realize it or not. 
Oh, yeah. Because it's always in the back of your mind. But if you are have decided that for sure, like nothing will come in your way, then you're going to go to greater lengths to restore right. and salvage any part of your relationship. I got to say, too, this is something we hang on to our kids. Um, because my own parent, both Chris and I, were blessed to have both parents who taught that to us and modeled it, I should say. They didn't just teach it to us, but like, we knew divorce wasn't an option for our parents. Right, right. So it was, and that they, they, that, that was carried on to us without a doubt. And we understand like that's what marriage is. And our parents' marriages aren't perfect, but, but knowing that has really helped us to take that into our own marriage as well. So let's set good examples for our children too. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's, that's very beautiful. And I think, Gosh, I don't know. Such good stuff. Um, this whole month yeah. has been like really good conversations, I feel like, about such important things, you know. Um, and uh, Yes, evidently February is like National Marriage Month or something. I don't know if oh. it's like an awareness thing, but like, I mean, everybody's aware that marriage exists. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, a, sure. it's a month where we can just celebrate it, I guess, and mention it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, um, oh, something that I wanted to say when you were saying all that was that, um, you know, if you have that out, your intimacy and your vulnerability will co- be completely crippled in your marriage, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, when you when you guys have decided that the, this is permanent, like you said, oh, my gosh, yeah, the lengths that you will go to because it's like either I'm going to be miserable or I'm going to do something, you know, like, yeah, you and know. you'll be more willing to make the effort to make it good if you know that right. you're not going to check out or that you don't have that option. Well, and, and I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was just going to say, um, it's funny when we're on the phone. I always keep interrupting <laughs> each other. Not keep, but it's just funny because I can't see your face. But um, I was going to say, it doesn't have to be conscious. So, like, you can't go into marriage having divorce as an option and say, oh, it's not going to affect me. Right. It right. affects us whether we realize it or not. Yeah, That's all I wanted to, greatly. to say. I mean, greatly. And I, and I think, you know, that's that's one thing um, – I think with discernment, you know, all the things that we've been talking about today are like, you know, if you haven't been through anything yet um, that challenges your relationship, that's kind of a warning sign to me. You know what I mean? Like you have these couples who are like, oh, we never fight. We just this. And I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Right. Um, Like, how honest and vulnerable are you actually being then? Exactly. How deep do you know you're? Because you have to be able to communicate, you know, and you have to be able to know that you can get through challenges. Because if you get married and your first challenge is during marriage, it's going to rock your world in a way that potentially will be very damaging, you know? So like you need to know that like before you marry this person (laughs) that you can get through something hard together, that they're not going to leave, that they're not going to check out. You know what I mean? That's Um, a great point. I think that that is incredibly important. I think that's the gift of some of the things that you and I have um, had experienced prior to marriage because they did. They showed us that our you know, on both sides that we can get through this together, you know? That's a great point, too. I know I keep saying that, but you're just making so many great points. Well, the same about um, you, okay? But it's, <laughs> it's, um, 
it's not just that we can get through them. Here's the thing. For, for our own relationship, it has made our relationship so much better. Yes, yes. So we don't have to look at these sufferings and sacrifices and difficult points as something that we have to labor through. Yes, yes. Like the way that we choose to go through them will actually draw you closer together. Yes. So just, just you know, take it as a challenge, as a good thing, and just, it, it, it's all in the way we look at it. It's all the choices that we make. We can choose for those things to break us, or we can choose for those things to make us into something really great. And I say it a thousand times, I'll say it a thousand more times. Our suffering has brought us closer together in intimacy in every way. It's improved our sexual intimacy in every way, how we have chosen to go through these sufferings. That's so true. That's such a that's such a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it's, but it's serious. I mean, I, I I'm thinking like you know whenever it really is. It's like if you. It, it's the same thing that I I keep saying is like if you believe that God is a good God, you know, and that all He does is for your good, then when these things come up, you can you can either run from it, you can feel miserable throughout the whole thing, or you can come together as husband and wife and be like, what is God looking to make us grow in intimacy through this? Like, let's look for it, you know, instead of being like, oh, it's coming at us. What is he, what is the gift that he's trying to give us in this suffering, you know? And then yeah. re- like be excited for what it's going to give your marriage, you know? Yeah, get excited about it. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'm looking for this. Where is it? Faith. Here it is. I'm looking for this. I do the Laudate. I know you do a daily prayer thing. Mm-hmm. What is the one you do? Because you send me pictures of it sometimes, but it's not Laudate. Um, it's the better part. It's just the, the better part. Um, I have to app. find that one. Yeah. It's just an app. Know. It's like $10. It's awesome. It's, so it takes the book oh, and puts it into a daily. It. Yeah. Look at you. So fancy. Oh, yeah, girl. It's worth that. I am looking for, there was this great, um, anyway, in Laudate this morning, um, it was this great thing about what you're talking about. Here it is. It says, for about 30 years, I have taught the Lord's command to consider various trials all joy. Today, I read this in my hospital room, and he goes through how he's just, it's never been more clear to me that the command to consider trials all joy is truly a miracle. Mm -hmm. This command is not a burdensome challenge to our willpower, but a call to rise above ourselves and live in the supernatural dimension by utterly depending on the Lord. Mm -hmm. This grace strengthens our faith producing perseverance, which can result in our becoming fully mature and lacking in nothing. How oh. privileged we are to be commanded to do things that we cannot do. I love that. That's where grace is. We are commanded to do things that we actually cannot do by that's ourselves. Beautiful. And that's what God gives us. How blessed we are to move Dang. from grace to grace and not just from human limitation to human limitation. Wow. That's May we let the Lord repeatedly do the impossible in our lives. Okay, now I'm really done. I'm <laughs> going on and on. <laughs> it's just so but good. I, <laughs> I know, but I just, I just loved it. Oh my yeah. gosh, that is very good. Oh my goodness. Well, this and that's a good from. Chat. I should say yes, it was. I just want to give that credit. That's from um, One Bread One Body, courtesy of Presentation Ministries. <laughs> <laughs> a little commercial. Go Presentation Ministries. Yes. <laughs> Such a great conversation. We're so glad um, 
to talk about this today. Wait, I have a word of the day for you that I really like. Yes. If you're up for it. I am okay. ready. You might, you probably heard of this word, but we'll see if you can get the definition. Okay. 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 Peckish. Oh, yeah. I've heard this Peckish. word before. P-E-C-K-I-S-H. Peckish. Uh, but I need to come up with like a fun definition because, Yeah, it's you know, kind of got like a cute real definition. So like, <laughs> that's your hint. It's cute. Um, <laughs> peckish. Uh, see, it, it makes me think of birds. Okay. Um, yeah. Peckish. Um, yeah. Having bird-like qualities. Okay. Like. Maybe in the mouth area, like beak. Yes, having like where you pack. It's it's when your nose and your mouth look very much like a bird's. <laughs> okay, then you're you very peckish. Okay, well you kind of got it in the way that like this is something <laughs> that birds do with their beaks, like eat. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. Wait. That made no sense. Just ignore that I just said. Okay. So the preposition <laughs> is. I ignore it. An adjective. Ill-tempered or irritable. Yes. So the sentence, this is where I got confused because the sentence is, wait, what? Well, well, birds can be very ill-tempered. I don't understand the people who write, okay, the sentence, I'll read it to you as it's written. (laughs) Chiefly British, feeling slightly hungry. What? Okay, I'm sorry. I cannot read today. I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) That's not the sentence. That's the rest of the definition. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The flu has impacted my brain. I don't know what chiefly British means, but it says feeling slightly hungry. That's where I was getting it from. The sentence says, he felt rather peckish close to bedtime. Mm. And okay. I'm going to stop talking before I start to make less and less sense. So, anyway. Interesting. Use that in a sentence today. That's your challenge. <laughs> well. Thanks. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> this is hard on the phone, I man. Know. Thank you for keeping us staying with us today over these uh, technical difficulties. And uh, come back and join us next time. Thank you. We'll talk to y'all soon. Talk to you later.